Welcome to the Ohana Adventure Podcast. I am Rachel. And I'm Jace. We love to travel as a family. From backpacking through Europe and China to road tripping the United States, including Alaska. Whether it's taking advantage of last minute trip deals or planning an extensive world tour. We travel light, but we pack in loads of learning and fun. Where's the next destination? Where? Keep listening. Okay, let's do this. Welcome back to the Ohana Adventure Podcast. Woohoo! This is not Rachel. This is Jace, but Rachel's here. She's the woohoo. Hi. So we just got back from the craziest trip we've ever taken in our entire lives. I am still traumatized, like literally PTSD right here. It was more than three days of travel because international flights got canceled. Our family got split into two. Separated to different flights. And at one point I wanted to cancel and at another point mom wanted to cancel. And at one point I was bawling my eyes out. So let's get into this. We have recently partnered with a company, well, a nonprofit called Family Humanitarian. And we've been working for actually looking into them, them reaching out to us for years. And finally we said, okay, we trust you. We love what you're about. And quickly I'll give you one point of what they're about that I love. It's they have private donors and those private donations take care of personnel, take care of their costs, take care mm -hmm. of all those things. All the stuff that when you donate to a company, you're like, can this please not just go to the executives? Can more than 10% of it actually go to the people I'm trying to help? And so with them, there's does. And what happens is we are starting a fundraiser. We are trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars because that will give a hundred thousand people water for life, a dollar per person for life. That is right. That's one dollar. So what would cost a normal water bottle here in the States, one dollar will bring fresh, clean water to one person and they can drink that for life, which is incredible. One person. Okay, go ahead. So. Well, that's what's awesome because it's they here's what they do. They dig boreholes or here called wells, and they put in these incredible pumping wells, manually pumped wells all over currently Uganda. And because of the low cost and how they have already exported from the US into Uganda, got all the special approvals, some drilling rigs yep, they that got they equipment. own. They don't mm -hmm. have to pay for the rig. They don't have to rent it. They don't have to schedule it out. It's their own rig, and they're about to get a second one. They have these communities. It's amazing. So, oh, I don't even know where to go. I'm so excited about all okay. this. We will talk a little bit more about Family Humanitarian. We are so excited to team up with them to bring 100,000 people fresh, clean water. By but, the end of 2021. That's right. But we want to tell you, how we got there. Okay, okay. Oh okay. my gosh. So we booked the flights. We're all excited. We are going to Uganda. In a perfect world, we board in our teeny little baby airport in the middle of the desert. We fly to Denver. We have an hour and a half. We transfer in Denver. We go to Chicago. We have three hours. We get on that flight, show our papers, do all of our things, show our COVID tests, show our visas, show our entry documents we filled out for Belgium. Then we fly to Belgium, Belgium then to Rwanda. 
Rwanda, then to Uganda. Big trip. Lots to long, do. Lots going on. Long flights. But we get to Chicago. And I'm like, hey, this is doing good so far. <clears throat> I get a text. Brussels Airlines canceled its flight t- through Rwanda to Uganda for 24 hours. Wait, what? Not delayed? Full cancel? So we do all this stuff, run around. I go to customer service. I get only bad news from all of them. None of them know what they're talking about. I call Brussels Airlines. I get to speak Francais. And then I made sure in Anglais, which is English, that I understood that nobody knows what's going on. So we're about to board our flight. And finally, I tell the people up front, hey, so because the Brussels Airlines flight is canceled till the next day, are we allowed to leave the airport? Because I can't get anybody to tell me anything in the embassy's closed. Well, guess what? She says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <gasps> so she calls Brussels Airport and says, okay, we have a bunch of Americans coming over. They have their documents, isn't that? They said, we will not allow them out of the airport. We also would not allow them back in the airport. And we are going to kick them out of the airport. So basically, you can't send them. Yeah, you can't. You're, you're not allowed to stay overnight in airports anymore. Oh, international. International. And... Where are we going to go? So they pull us off. We are about to get on the jet bridge, have all of our tickets ready to go. Smiles in our faces. Rach and I are upgraded to first class. The kids were upgraded to Premier Plus, which means they had footrests and leaned back a lot. We were ready for that nine and a half hour flight. Oh, baby. And then we were stuck in Chicago. Oh, they pulled us out of the walkway to board the plane. They pulled even other Americans off of the flight that were going on the exact same oh, flight. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is when I got mad. I went to customer service. I was first in line at customer service. And then this other guy ran all the way around the thing, cut through all the line, everything ran in front of me, went up front, and they put him on the next available flight out. With his party of like 10. And 53 luggages. Oh my gosh. And so guess what? Because of weight, And because of the seats, they didn't have room for us on the plane. I was not a happy camper. Jace was talking to these people and God bless their souls. They were probably doing the best that they can. And we know it's so stressful, but it was, we sat there in that little waiting area for an hour and a half while they tried to find how to put our family of eight on different flights or how we were going to get to our next flight that was not canceled yet, the next next one, so that we would not miss that one. We've already missed one day in Africa. One day. Now, which was whitewater rafting down the Nile. Jace was really upset about that. We missed whitewater rafting down the Nile. But this trip was meant for service. Humanitarian aid. So I said, okay, well it's fine. The reason we're going has not been disturbed yet. So then, and we need to speed this part up just a teeny bit, but we then have to leave the airport. They put us up in a kind of crappy hotel. But that hotel did not send the shuttle to us for an hour and a half. And it then was... when they did, everyone's yelling at each other, jumping over each other oh to gosh. get in the one freaking shuttle. And then we have a fan. This beautiful little 13-year-old. So cute. That as soon as she heard my voice talk to the guy and she looked and saw Rach's face, screamed and ran into bus traffic. Then her dad, a very muscular man, starts cussing her out. The wife tells him to calm down. He cusses her out. 
Everybody's cussing. People are climbing over each other. I, in the fray, tell a couple of our kids, squeeze on the bus. They won't split up a family because I didn't think they split up families, which was wrong. And then all of a sudden they make other people get off the bus and put all our family on the bus, except our employee. And he had to Uber to the hotel. (laughs) This it was it was madness. We were so grumpy at this point. We were so tired because our flight started earlier that day at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. The kids are exhausted. It's now 9 p.m. So we finally get to the airport. I mean, to the hotel. We rest. We're like, no, tomorrow's going to be a better day. It's going to be just fine. We get to the airport the next day. But remember, the shuttle wasn't going to be for hours. So you guys actually had to Uber in. I hijacked onto the shuttle one more time. So I got in there early enough that I actually got a manager that was able to figure out our flight fiasco. But... Didn't mean anything got like better. No, it only she got worse. She was awesome and she tried her best. But no, there was not enough room for our party of nine to be able to go on one flight all the way to Brussels. So from Chicago, we had to split, go to Newark. My least favorite United States airport. And D.C. Which is fourth on the list and we had to split so jace took most of the kids this is when the tears started i took a few and we had to split to those different airports and then from there we would take wait don't go there yet don't go there oh you're crying walking the other direction you walk away from me because you're so sad i had been wanting to cancel the trip all the day before you did not want to and then now you wanted to cancel the trip And now I didn't want to. And we need to pause on this to talk about a marital thing. I want to know how many of you guys are like this because this seems to be our superpower. That semi-truck almost went off the road. Um, P.S. We are podcasting in the Tesla while we're driving to an event. So little side note there. Continue, Mr. Bennett. So when I get super ticked off and mad and aggravated, it takes me a long time. I don't go there very often. But when I do, you actually do go there very often because it always happens in TSA <laughs> Well, at airports. OK, every time I go through TSA, I got to let somebody know what's up and that touching me should not be their happiest day, their <laughs> happiest part of their day. So because they go way up there lately, it's it's pretty intense. Um, so I'm all mad and ticked and Rage's like, no, we got this. We got this. We got this. Finally, I get better. Or it starts out, Rach is typically the one that's like, okay, I'm done. And I'm like, no, 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 we got this blue sky, heffalumps and rainbows and unicorns. And Rach is like, death, this is over. <laughs> and I'm like, yay. And then there's a transition. And I, I've been trying to watch for this transition lately. When I transition, all of a sudden, it picks up speed and momentum. And I don't know how you go from what you were at to all this. No, honey, we got this. No, we're good. What's going on in your mind when that happens? I really would like to know. She is totally not listening to me right now. So, you know, what's interesting is (laughs) I feel that it's very, very true. It's been like this throughout our entire marriage where one of us is grumpy or kind of not having a good day and the other person like lightens that mood right so but during the transition what is your thoughts when you go from one to the other is it because you really can transition very quickly to from grumpy to happy me i don't do that 
at all, well at all. Are you saying I transition from grumpy to happy? Yeah. Okay. My thoughts only on this situation. When Jace is about to go grumpy, I think it's more of like diffusing the situation. So I, I lifts my thoughts from myself like, woe is me, grumpiness, like thinking about things that are making me grumpy. And I notice that Jace is, you know, he's about to turn into angry Jace. Shrek. Angry, angry, angry Jace. And when it's about to turn, I can see it happening, right? And then I think it just like switches my mind out of my grumpy attitude. Let me defuse the bomb that's about to go off. exactly. It's more of like, Okay, I need to I need to help the situation here and my situation gets pushed away because it's not important. We need to diffuse Jace before he explodes and gets us kicked out of an airport. And I'm just kidding, we've never had that happen. We've never even been close, but one time it was close. We don't need to tell that one story. One time we just yelled at people. Anyways, so I think honestly for other couples, I think this situation is interesting. I wonder if many people have that or if you feed off of each other. So you're both crazy angry and then you're always and then you're both crazy happy, you know. Wouldn't that be intense? That, that would be, be intense. so intense. But you know what? It might be better for you because I'm generally like Jace is like all rainbows and lollipops. And I'm like, yeah, well, way over there is a cloud. So we're going to look at that cloud. We're going to run straight into it. I'm like, no. <laughs> It's 98% blue sky. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> it would be better that when you're happy, we're both happy instead of like, you know, grumpy. Interesting. Okay. So we can move on from that now. And we split up. I get on my plane. Rach's plane is an hour before ours. Rach takes off. She's in the air. Okay. This is where I was crying. The reason why I'm crying is because... Like that cloud in the distance. I am overthinking all the bad things that are going to happen on this flight. I am thinking like, okay, one of us, our flight's going to get delayed and then we're going to get to the next destination. And that next destination. Well, no, the first destination is where before we go to Brussels, we have to show all the paperwork. We have to show all the vaccinations, the COVID tests, the passports, like all of the things that have to get this extra stamp before you even board the plane. And so I'm like thinking, okay, we're not going to make it to the next airport. Rage someone's going to get delayed. all that stuff. And someone's going to like not make it on the flight. And then what happens if half of us arrives in Brussels and then the other half has to go on to Africa and this one half is stuck in the United States and then we don't have it. Okay, then we whoa, miss whoa, another whoa, day. Whoa, whoa. Do whoa, you whoa, see whoa. how I'm spiraling in my yes, head? Yes. So that, 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 see, this that's is what when I go happy. As I'm Yay. bawling my eyes out thinking like all these things are going to go wrong. I'm going to say the Lord blessed me and I had a good flight. I mean, I didn't get first class like Mr. Bennett did, but I did I'm not, not even have there any yet. hiccups yet. I'm not even there yet. All right. Well, I've I, left Chicago and I'm on my way to DC. And I'm still stuck in Chicago. And then I get on my plane and we sit there for an hour and a half. Yeah. You had all the hiccups. Because somebody More. refused to wear their mask again. That wasn't us, by the way. And they got into such a scuffle that they had to remove them from the rear of the aircraft. That's so crazy. So I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, we are not going to make our connection in Newark and Newark Airport sucks. So, so we land in Newark. Rach has already taken. No, Rach is on her plane about to take off in D.C. I am running cursing United's name. 
Oh, yeah. Cursing I, their name as I run and pant and almost puke through the airport with my kids. With five kids five and me. Five kids. And we get to the front desk. And I actually didn't see there was this massive line because they had it socially distanced. And so I go running up to the desk. I have all the kids plop their bags down. I run up to the guy with my 36 pieces of paper, my six passports, oh my all the stamps. And I go, hey, so um, is the door closed? And he goes, sir, you need to calm down. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not mad. I'm just, I can't breathe. I just ran 80 gates to get here. And he's like, no, sir, you have to calm down. I go, hey, so how's your family? And he's like, what? And I'm like, How's your family? They have a good day today. My kids are running their brains out, but I think we're still good as long as that door is still open. I'm not mad. I just can't breathe. I'm like, we literally had a passenger get removed from our plane. My wife was in Washington. She's on the plane to Brussels. It was canceled yesterday. No, 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 bro. All the love. Like all the love. I'm just glad I'm here at the gate. And all of a sudden he totally changes his tone. He releases some of the oxygen from his chest because he like looked like John Cena. Like, can and, you imagine what what did he think you, that you were doing? Like, did he think you were going to attack him because yes. you ran to the gate? Well, because everyone else was really mad because the documents line was so long. They had to delay the flight 10 minutes, 12 minutes, which was our saving grace. Ugh. So he looks and he pulls up all my stuff. He goes, well, you have to give me all the stuff. And he got a little bit agitating. I said, no, man, I've got it all age order ready to go. And I know the order you need it in because I did this yesterday when our flight was canceled. So here's me. Here's my visa. Here's my COVID. Here's our Rwanda entry. He goes, oh, wow, you really do have everything. I go, yeah, man. Only they underestimate was, us. I was supposed to be in first on that last flight that's canceled. My kids were supposed to be in Premier Plus, And now I'm sure we're in row 48 or 52. And he looks, he goes, you know what, bro? Let me just see. And he put me back in first. He put the kids all up, not in Premiere, but in Economy Plus, so they could lean back a little more, a little bit bigger TVs. We got on the flight. I text Rach as much as I could. The only text that came through to her for some reason was F, 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 F. <laughs> just that letter, not the word. Jace has this power, I'm not talking about the letter F, but to talk, <laughs> to talk with people. We were just talking about this. He has his way with humans to help them understand what he's wanting them to understand. And like, honestly, if I was running 80 gates, which I had done a different day and had all the kids in tow and had all these documents, I would probably have been like so overstressed and overwhelmed. I would have been bawling my ass out again in front of this human. And he probably wouldn't have even given me a seat on the plane. You know, he has his way. Jace is just great with people. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's they're all lollipops and it's just a big blue sky of rainbows. Um, yes. So <laughs> we get on the plane, text Rach all those F letters. You should have texted me. Like, get this F off my text messages. Get the F <laughs> off my text. Get the F off my phone. Um, <laughs> Delete, delete, delete. So I'm in the plane. I know Rach got there, at least took off. She has no idea if we made the flight. She's stressing. How is that for you, not knowing if I made the flight? Because my oh. last text you got was, we are running our brains out. FFF. <laughs> I had gotten out of my flight and I was on the next flight um, and we're sitting and I'm like, I'm just happy that we made it on the flight. And yeah, no, I am literally in row 50. So that's what happened with us. But I am worried, sick about Jace. So worried. 
so worried that he is not going to make it because that's like my fear that I get somewhere. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't have Jace because Jace literally saves my day all the time and he makes the magic happen. (laughs) And I'm like, where are you? Where are you, honey? Where are you? Where are you? Did you make it? Are you off the plane? Did you make it? Are you off the plane? And because of like Wi-Fi in and out of airports and crazy planes, I can't see location. I can't see where he's at. It was, it was, I'm and five stressed. of your children. Yes, those two. So I told her the last text she saw from me was if we don't make this flight, I'm going home and getting a refund. You go dig the wells, you go build the schools. Yeah. And that's where I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, it's not happening. I am not going to Africa by myself. You I and would Shay would have it. had a blast. I would have, no, no. Okay, there's a big pause. No. She says no. Because me, I'm Mr. Fun. I'm like, I'll make the best of this. I'm going to still go to Africa. Um, anyway, so we then get to B- Belgium. Rach and Shay come running out of this dark corner. Oh, my gosh. As we get off the tram, it's all exciting. It We're was back together. just like those romantic movies where you haven't seen your loved one in so long and they're running through the airport to hug each other. Oh, it felt like that. 12 hours. Yeah. It was a long, long time. So then... We're all excited, and the Belgian waffle shop is closed because we were there too early. Curse you, Brussels. Belgian waffles are meant to be eaten in the morning, Belgium! Anyway, so we hop on that plane, and the drama doesn't stop. Instead of going to Rwanda, we have to go to a place called Burundi to their capital, Bujumbara. Bujumbara? Yeah. Bajumbura? Bujumbara. Something like that. We loved it. We never got to get off the plane. That the was such plane. an interesting thing. We have I've never done that before where only back in the 80s did I have yeah, to do that. Yeah, I I honestly I've never done that before. We flew into the airport. They said, "Okay, those that are stopping here, get off the plane. You may exit. And those that are going on to Entebbe, Uganda, please stay on the plane." And <laughs> crazy thing, I thought we had to have those those papers that you fill out. Oh my gosh, you filled like, out like a hundred papers and they're like, so, oh, if you're staying on the plane, you don't need them. Well, like when you go <laughs> into another country, you, it's kind of like a customs paper or a like, I don't know, where, where you like say, This was like a novel. This was, was like a so Mad long. Libs. So they Mad gave Libs me, sheet. I was like, I'm going to need eight. There's eight of us. And the lady looked at me all weird and I was like, yeah. So I, I spent the last hour before the flight landed filling all this paperwork out while Jace was sleeping. And then we like land in this airport and we don't even get off the plane. And I have all these papers and I was like, curse it. Wait, do you remember the two little French kids screaming in our ears the whole time and jumping on our seats? Oh and the my goodness. Were like, They're doing so well. This flight. So we got Premier, which just um, reclined a little bit more than um, economy, which Be- was great. It had a little footrest. There, if you pay for those... You travel a little bit more and you know how to travel. And so I like to upgrade into there because I have lots of points. And Jace has long legs, so he likes to have the extra leg room. So we're sitting here and this is a already eight hours on this flight before we get to um, Burundi. And the kids are hitting the back of our chair constantly. Now, we have six kids. I know how it feels. Yeah, but our kids I know how to fly. I am not talking about kids under the age of three. These kids were four and six or seven years old and kicking constantly the back of the seat. Like I probably got one hour of sleep, maybe. I got a banana peel on the back of my uh, armrest. He leaned his banana peel on the back of my armrest on my elbow. And I was like, (laughs) yes, this is the crowning moment of my trip. So we land. 
they say a few people are going to get off and a few people get on. No, no, no. Three quarters of the plane disembarks. Three quarters fills it back up. That's like 150 people. And then 10 people they wouldn't allow to get on the plane. So they had to get off the plane. Then they had to climb through the undercarriage of this plane. And find, find their all luggage. of their luggage. Take it out. We were on the ground for three hours. They said it, our, our layover there was only supposed to be an hour because would, they would get off and get back on. Um, three hours. So at this point is already 10 o'clock when we were supposed to have landed in Uganda. And now we are just taking off to go to onto Uganda, which is going to be a couple hours. So we land at Uganda at 1230 at night. No, 130. 130 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. We then get escorted by a van with armed guards to armed their COVID testing guards. location. And then one of the scariest things we've ever dealt with as a family that remains off the Internet happened. Wow. And then Rach just asked me, are we not going to, we're not going to tell that story. Um, and then as we pass all the tests, they escort us back out of this place. Yeah, like sitting there at was 4.30 in the morning. They're like, you should get your test in an hour. We sat there for two hours. Um, it's really creepy. There's these white tents um, that are in the middle of nowhere. Um, armed guards, just a couple like really so many epic feet out, epic side. vintage looking AK 47s, though. Oh like, their my. guns were pretty sweet. It was like, Oh, you have arrived in Africa. Now, I do not know what other countries in Africa look like or what their experiences are, but I was like, Whoa, is Probably this gonna not be as everywhere? Good as Entebbe. Really? Could you, could you imagine if we had flown into Mbale? I don't know. It would have been like a wood hut. It's true. I, I have no idea what to expect there because this was our first time to Africa, which we were so excited for. So after all of this adventure and all of the woes, because I'm going to say this was the hardest Whoa. trip we've ever taken. Now, we have been all over. We've done road trips. We road trip to Alaska multiple times, 60 hours, one direction in a car. Now, honestly, if that's not hard, I don't know what is. But this one was beyond beyond hard like tears stress like i'm still like traumatic from it jace wants to go back to africa and i'm like i don't i don't oh, i'm yet. going back in a couple months i don't yet you guys i don't because i do not think i can no. mentally handle you want that to go to again. africa if you could teleport this is so true i was telling jace i love to travel so much but i don't love the traveling part she loves to destination i love to explore new lands i love to see people i love to eat their food i love to experience their life sticker i love that i love to destination i love to destination. i hate traveling but i love to destination Getting there really <laughs> sucked but it is a good analogy for life <laughs> but once we got there was that not the most amazing things you've ever seen or done eye opening like anything that you can expect you might see on movies you might even watch our youtube video and go oh that's what you did but when you actually experience and you are there it's 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 a whole new world it is a different world than what anything you can see in the united states okay here's what we're gonna do then we're gonna go to part two of this this was the drama of the trip now we're going to talk about the humanitarian side and what we did in these villages. In, in, in the next and, episode. And we're going to go to part two. Okay. And then episode three. Oh. Part three is we went on the craziest safari 
I mean, we've never <laughs> been on a safari. So craziest safari ever. Lions killing things, cheetahs, wow, zebras, so many things. Okay, before we even move on to the next episode, I just want to, I want to, I want to wrap this up okay. with the traveling was so crazy and so intense. Like again, I'm still feeling traumatic from it. So traveling but during COVID sucks. It does, and I. And, and that's it's why we totally discourage sad. it. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't go anywhere, you guys. Please don't. But what I'm going to say that it is worth it. Now, after all of this chaos, I'm going to need some time before I do that again. But as much as you can prepare, and this goes for life, as much as we are prepared to do anything, like go to work or, you know, kids in school, whatever, there's going to be like hiccups and horrible days and bad things that happen. And honestly, like what we can do from this moment is literally <laughs> pray, try and keep a positive attitude and hold our babies tight. So I, my phrase that I always use is when you tell God your plans, he looks at you and goes, that's cute. That's cute. That's cute. That's God, nice. I just wanted to make it to Africa. He <laughs> said, you will, but you're going to learn some lessons. So you appreciate it more. Eventually. You'll make Please it. bless me with patience, Heavenly Father. Oh my and gosh. Send me to Africa. I got to say, I prayed for that years ago when I started having kids. I stopped praying because I could not you didn't handle stop the praying. lessons. You stopped praying for that. I stopped praying for patience because I how couldn't handle this? the lessons. This is how I pray. Are you ready? Oh, okay. I say, please don't, please bless me with this and don't compel me to have it. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely were compelled on this trip to learn some lessons. Patience. And that is patience for other people i did open my eyes and i and i as i was going through all of these experiences looking at these people like okay the end of my bad day means i get to go to africa these people working at these tables um you know at the desks they have thousands of people that they have to see every day who are in these stressful situations who are so grumpy and they just want to get out of the airport and they're like we live in the airport <laughs> right like they have yep. to work in the airport every day god bless their souls because honestly they need a little bit of extra love. And Jace did it. Jace did really good. That's why I asked that guy about his family when I was panting. Because he was like, oh, another triggered passenger. I was like, no, 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 no. How's your family, man? Like, are they and good? And maybe that's what we need safe? to do is make it more personal, right? Like, say hi to um, the people that you come in contact with, whether it's a grocery store clerk or a flight attendant or the mailman. Oh, I or had a great one today. Someone, where? This little old lady was like four foot eight. Her back looked like a question mark. And uh, I was walking past her in Walmart and I had passed her already. And then she dropped her cane and I saw, I turned around, I saw it hit the ground. She's about to bend over for it. And I was like, do I go? Do I not go? And I was like, of course you freaking go. Well, but what if she already picks it up by now? I was like, screw that, go. So I walk over there and she can't get it. She's Aww. like, oh, it was so sad. And so sad. I picked it up real fast and hey, here you go. And as I turn around, I almost run into this huge, like six foot four black guy in a, a tank top. And he was muscular. He was enormous. It was incredible. And he looks at me, looks at the cane, gives me a big smile. We both smile at each other. I'm like, have a good day, man. He's like, you too. And we were just like so mm. happy. And then I smiled at the next lady. And I turned around to make sure the old lady was happy. And he had looked down at her and he smiled at her. And it was just this big, happy, smiley, everybody was kind it's and nice It's a domino moment. effect. Honestly, like adding that extra happiness, little smile, little, hey, how you doing? How's your family? It can help the next person say that to somebody else and somebody else. Or the opposite effect, you can be grumpy 
and then they're grumpy to the next person and the whole world is grumpy. Yep. So in talking about being kind and doing service, let's go to epi- let's go to phase two of this episode. You guys, that one comes out in about a week. Be very excited for it because this changed ours and our children's lives. Make sure you go over to theohanaadventure.com because we have awesome blog posts of pictures of all the adventures that we have been experiencing in Africa, as well as a YouTube video. If you want to see us running through the airports, you might enjoy that. It's kind of crazy. All right, you guys, thank you so much. And while you're there, check out the fundraiser. One buck, one person, clean water for life. Mahalo. Bye.